Welcome to Jerusalem Studio Podcast. Join us to discuss the latest updates from Israel and the region. Shalom and welcome to Jerusalem Studio. I'm Amir Oren. Jonathan will be back uh, shortly. The Israeli government has been in office for 10 months, and the next election is scheduled three and a half years from now. But the government is teetering on the brink of political abyss with the defection of its own majority whip, a member of Prime Minister Naftali Bennett's Knesset faction. Because Israel's legislators are on recess for the next several weeks, moves to unseat Bennett are in suspended animation. But his future seems bleak, though not downright doomed. So how will the political drama unfold when the Knesset is back in session after its holiday break? Joining us from central Israel is former Knesset member Dov Lipman, um, Secretary General of the Confederation of United Zionists. Welcome, Dov. Thank you. Nice to be with you. Okay. And Yoni Ben Menachem, a Middle East expert and political analyst. Yoni, shalom. Shalom, Menachem. Nice to be with you. And uh, next to me is uh, retired or reserve Colonel Reuven Ben Shalom, uh, cross cultural strategist and associate at uh, ICT Reichman University, and also a panelist at our own show, Powers in Play. Reuven, um, it seemed at first when uh, that uh, Knesset uh, uh, member, Edith Silman, defected uh, from uh, her own uh, central position within the coalition to the other side, that uh, Bennett uh, will be out of office uh, soon. It doesn't seem like that now, um, a couple of weeks later, does it? Well, remember, we have to go according to law, according to protocol. So uh, we have to see what the law says. And officially, this move by Edith Zilman that surprised everybody, remember, it's not someone from the back, uh, back chairs, right? It's the chairman, the whip. Um, it doesn't mean that the Knesset is dissolved, of course. There are several options. But it does mean that the prime minister lost his majority. Now, the whole system, the political system in Israel works on majority, coalitions and the majority in the Knesset. So when he loses the majority, that means he can't pass any legislation. So he's a lame duck from now on. There are several moves that can happen now. For instance, the opposition could try to push for a vote of no confidence and actually topple the government, and that would be the end. Uh, the question is if they will have the majority to do that. Uh, and of course, there could be an attempt to establish a government within this Knesset uh, in, in this term, but they themselves don't have the majority to do that. So we have no idea. But I think most of us have a feeling like it's not going to end well for this government. Okay, this could be the beginning of the end. But also I want to remind us that some Israelis were very happy that this was the government of stability and change, and it's going to be great now for four years. No, we have not changed. It's always been like this. It always will be like this. It's just another wave, using this from another, from another field, uh, and we'll just have to see how it plays out. We are probably going to see elections sooner than three years from now. Uh, Dov, uh, not only uh, is it um, a 50-50, or in this case, 60-60 Knesset, uh, but also this particular government um, has been welded together from two different uh, governments. Uh, the one headed by uh, Bennett, 
which is uh, supposed uh, to expire um, in August of 2023. And then the one headed uh, by Yair Lapid, uh, whom uh, you know uh, quite intimately from your political uh, days. And he is supposed to govern uh, until October of 2025. So um, from the very beginning, the um, longevity of this uh, Bennett government was in doubt, and the existence of the next one even more so. Um, have the predictions um, come true? Well, it's interesting that many assumed that somehow this government would dissipate before the transfer took place for Yair Lapid to be prime minister, whether that would be done through uh, someone who's very close to the prime minister, uh, Ayala Shaked, who's the interior minister, whether she was going to be the one to instigate the government falling or something else. So I don't think anyone is surprised by the fact that this government will almost definitely not see its full term uh, of the full four plus years. Having said that, I think there was a little bit of surprise of the timing uh, of this departure. And as Jonathan said, I mean, the, the, there is a complete shutdown, essentially, of the government being effective. And uh, I've been uh, milling around the Knesset as of late. And even though it's on recess, there are members of Knesset there. There is definitely a feeling of let's just see when uh, this falls apart. Will we even see elections as soon as September? And not a question of if. We've been uh, speaking now for six minutes now, and the, the name Netanyahu was not mentioned. Um, is he a major uh, player, um, either in a positive uh, vein or in a negative one? Uh, that is because other politicians do not want to associate themselves with him. The prospects uh, for a counter-coalition uh, are not as bright as the uh, mathematics uh, uh, would point. There's no doubt that the uh, Netanyahu factor is the major factor uh, here, that's for sure. There are members of the prime minister of, of Bennett's party who would defect, they would leave the government if they thought a new government could be formed, but they all say that a new government can't be formed because of the Netanyahu factor. There is an overwhelming majority of right wing within the Israeli Knesset based on what the Israeli electorate has said to the Knesset. But because you have parties that do not want to sit with Netanyahu as prime minister, that is what is leading us to what all the polls are showing, which is even if we went to another election, we'd get to another stalemate with no one being able to form a coalition. So had there been a constellation which could lead to a new government led by a right-wing prime minister other than Netanyahu, I actually believe that would happen today uh, if that was a possibility. But because Netanyahu continues to be the head of the Likud party, which is getting way above 30 seats, the largest party by far in all the polls, but all these parties don't want to sit with him, that is ultimately what's leading to the stalemate and to the lack of clarity as to what will happen within the Knesset. Yoni ben Menachem, you've been uh, around politicians for many years now, and you've seen the difference between uh, what they say and then what they do later, or perhaps uh, then say the opposite of what they said uh, earlier. Um, what's your view of this crisis? I think it, uh, the way it looks now, it looks like the beginning of the end uh, of this government. Uh, I don't think that uh, according to the polls and according to what I hear from politicians, I don't think that Netanyahu will be able to form a government uh, 
uh, as a result of this uh, defection of uh, Edith Silman. And I think that eventually we'll go to new elections. And uh, there might be surprises on the way because uh, as you hear from uh, Yamina of uh, Silman's party, uh, they say that they try to convince her to go back from her decision. So uh, this is possible because if a person changes his mind uh, once, he can do it again. And also there can be surprises from the other side. Also other uh, members of uh, Yamina party, like Abir Kara or Nir Orbach, they can also, they might also defect if they don't get what they demand from uh, Bennett. So I think the game is open, but uh, right now the way it looks is that we are heading uh, towards new elections. Ruven, the very fact that uh, such names as Silman and Kara and Orbach are now broadcast throughout the world uh, should give them pride. From being junior politicians, uh, nay, they have become major players uh, in this uh, drama. But we have only spoken about politics. What about policy? How can uh, the Israeli government come up with any initiative on the national security and foreign policy arena if this is uh, the situation, if it cannot get um, a majority uh, for any legislation or, or any uh, move at all? We can't and I don't think we ever have. We don't have a written policy, we don't have a declared policy, and for many years what we do is more confront the challenges that we have, of course fight our wars and our operations, fight terror, but Israel doesn't have a clear and defined strategy what we aim to achieve here nationally in the Palestinian arena. Things just happen. Uh, a lot of it is political. And unfortunately, if you ask me about policy, let's talk about another word that's been used a lot lately, values. Yudit Siman said that she left because of values, Jewish values, preserving the Israeli, uh, uh, the Jewish uh, you know, narrative coming up, especially around the holiday of Passover. Personally, I don't believe him. I don't believe politicians, and I think values and policy. And well, you, like you that. remember that face value is a term which comes from a coin. Yes. If, if you can pay a politician's price, uh, he, he or she will change their values. Right. So unfortunately, this is not a debate here now about the various parties and how you know, they're pushing their agenda and can they uh, gain support in the public for their ways. No, it's just a political clash. A lot of it very personal, the whole issue of Netanyahu and his trial. The fact that we're split between Netanyahu supporters who believe he was wronged and the others that believe that he's a criminal that should never rise back to power. We almost have this, this uh, idea, uh, civil war in Israel. So it's not good. The situation is not good. Also, this government itself, when it, came, uh, when it assumed office, they even said, because of our special construct, we can't promote special policy issues, right, because of the way we're constructed, with the left wing and the right wing together. So all we're going to do is actually stability and work on the important issues in uh, economy and transportation, things we all can all agree on. So we, we also looking forward, we can't see in the near future dealing with, with serious uh, value issues or policy issues. It's just going to be this, uh, this, this game, yes, Netanyahu, not Netanyahu. And by the way, about Netanyahu, if Netanyahu really wanted to form a right-wing government, he would let someone else lead and they would have a right-wing government tomorrow. Yoni ben um let me um, uh, take uh, Ruven's last comment um, and pose it to you. Uh, is there any chance for uh, a coup within the Likud uh, leadership 
There are several contenders um, for um, leading Likud after Netanyahu, but they have been waiting in vain and may have to wait several more years. And there was this historical example of Margaret Thatcher, who uh, after uh, being in power, uh, both in her party and in government for um, more than a decade, uh, her chief lieutenants um, had a cabal and uh, depose her. Um, is it possible for uh, a move like that uh, in Likud? I doubt it. Uh, these uh, politicians in Likud uh, are not brave enough to make any cabal, and they are scared from Netanyahu. They uh, only bra are brave uh, behind his back, talking behind his back and uh, leaking to the press. Uh, but when it comes to the moment of truth, uh, they don't do anything, they're afraid, and they also know that uh, most of the Likud supporters, they want to see Netanyahu stay in power in spite of the, of the trial, so it's only uh, the, some sort of a spin that they create in the media, uh, but they won't be able to unite and make a coup d'etat inside the, the Likud. But there is also another consideration, even if they do that, Netanyahu can split from Likud and form his own party, which uh, will draw many uh, of the uh, current Likud supporters. Is that a scenario? It's a, it's a theoretic, uh, theoretically it's possible, but I don't think it will come to this because uh, the Likud uh, supporters in Israel, they don't like what they call traitors. And uh, if anyone will try to, ch to challenge Netanyahu openly, or uh, unite, unite with other members of the Likud leadership to uh, make a coup against Netanyahu, he will get, get no support. Uh, this is not the way of the Likud. They don't like to uh, betray their leaders, and uh, I doubt if, if there's any chance that this will happen. Now, Dov, uh, Yair Lapid, uh, who came from uh, show, business, show business or journalism to politics, uh, managed to, uh, to build uh, a new party from scratch, even though there was always uh, some room uh, in the center of Israeli uh, politics for such a party. And he has been uh, a very effective politician organizationally, but uh, he has still not uh, uh, managed to carry out his ambition to become prime minister. And uh, as we said, uh, may see uh, the horizon uh, getting uh, farther away from him uh, rather than closer. Um, is there any card up his sleeve that you can see being drawn? I, I don't see any plan at the moment for Yair to increase the number of supporters that Yeshatid, his party, has. He's done a masterful job in creating branches of the party throughout the country and a wellspring of activism and, and people who will do anything uh, to help him. But there's a, a, a roof, there's a ceiling as to how far that could go. And they very much reached that. Somewhere in the 17 to 20 mandates is that range. And there's really not much more that he could do. He has been very responsible in this government, giving Bennett the opportunity to be the prime minister and he moving aside to be the foreign minister. I think people overall feel he's been a responsible foreign minister and done a good job. I do want to point out, though, that if we do go to elections, if this government does collapse and new elections are called, according to the coalition agreement, Yair Lapid would then become 
prime minister automatically until a new government is formed. And that could be a very long process. So he could become the prime minister by default. I would just add it would be prime minister by title because it's just a caretaker government which is waiting for a new government to form and can't really move forward with anything. But in terms of something up his sleeve, he, that, that's the only possibility I see right now of him becoming prime minister. And knowing him, there's even a possibility, a possibility that he would say, I don't want to become prime minister under those circumstances. I want to become prime minister legitimately with a government where I can do something. So I'm even wondering if that would happen and we go to election and he, by the agreement, should become prime minister. I even wonder if he would say, I prefer not. I'll continue in my current role. We'll have to see how that plays out. But I see no other path at the moment for him to get to the premiership. According to all uh, uh, public opinion polls, even though, as, as was mentioned here, uh, Likud uh, is still the leading uh, uh, party with Yeshatid uh, uh, second uh, in line, the blocks, the 60 versus 60 uh, block uh, is quite frozen in place. Uh, what will it take to uh, unfreeze the Israeli political uh, map? The big thing that theoretically could be done is that one day we mature and change our system because our system is no good, okay? Of course, I prize democracy, you know, look around the world and not, you know, there's some countries that don't enjoy the freedoms that we have. Democracy is precious. But democracy is not one mechanism by the way it works. We have a specific mechanism here that doesn't work for us. The way we're split, the way we're divided, and by the way, it's not two blocks, of course, we're splintered, but the, when you look at the blocks, That's the way we were, and it's not going to change overnight. Of course, if they campaign better or worse, and they don't play their cards right, you know, one more, two more, two less. But again, it's not going to change the construct of, of our people, the way we're divided, and some very serious issues from religious issues to political to regional, Palestinian arena, as I said. So that's not going to change. So unfortunately, my answer to you is the next elections are going to be pretty much the same, doing the campaigns, trying to count the numbers. Some are going to... Not past the threshold. For instance, uh, Gidon Saar may not pass, pass the threshold in this time. Yeshatid, I don't think we can even predict because they had an amazing success, which was a surprise. They could have a serious downfall. And it's almost a matter of how they'll play their cards in the Israeli public. Yair Lapid did great what he did now, actually letting Naftali Bennett lead. Maybe he'll get points for that. Can uh, new individuals, not currently on the scene, uh, either totally new or people who have uh, retired and may come back, can they change anything? Unfortunately, also here in Israel, we have this stereotype of who our leaders are. They're the ex-military men that served in a specific unit, by the way. Uh, we didn't break away from all these uh, constraints, uh, these thought constraints. Uh, the people that are on the map now, political map, are more or less who we have. It's not like we're going to get some, I don't know, some professor from some think tank, and he can lead us, and he has great ideas. It's not, it's not how it works. This, Zelensky? The, it's not going to happen like that, okay? And again, we have someone like Yair Lapid that, that built, you know, for years. He worked very hard and built this. But we're still going to have Benny Gantz and Bibi and Bennett, and these, these politicians are going to continue to play this cynical game of politics and points. Yoni, uh, you have covered the uh, Arab uh, scene both uh, domestically and uh, abroad for, for many years. Um, how is the um, conflict between the two uh, Arab parties, 
the, the joint list and the United uh, Arab uh, Party. How is that going uh, to affect the uh, makeup of the next government? We don't know uh, how will, what are this, uh, the significance of this uh, battle between these two Arab parties, and we don't know exactly what will happen as a result of the statement of uh, Ayman Odeh. But uh, the fact that he said oh, yeah. what he said uh, indicates that he's, a lot of, he's under a lot of pressure. But what, what did he uh, say? Uh, our viewers may not uh, be aware of what uh, Ayman Odeh, the leader of the joint list, uh, recently said. He called, he called the, the Arabs who serve in the Israeli security forces to uh, throw the weapons in the faces of those who employ them. Uh, I, I think he meant the Israeli police. Uh, he denies that. Uh, he's trying to play with words, with uh, uh, double, uh, double uh, trying to play a double game, not saying specifically what he, what he meant. Uh, but this uh, antagonized the, the Arabs in Israel, uh, some, of, some of the Arab society, and uh, I think it indicates that he's under a lot of pressure from uh, Ram party, the party of Mansour Abbas, and he's trying to get momentum because he, he is thinking that he's going to elections. Uh, this morning, Sami Abu Shad said that uh, they, are, uh, they will vote for any proposing the Knesset to go to new elections. So they, uh, they don't want to stay, uh, to join any coalition, and they don't want the uh, Ra'am party to stay in the coalition. They want to uh, break the game. They want the new game uh, elections, and we'll have to see what will develop. But uh, do the uh, Arab elected officials truly represent the uh, will of... Uh, the voters, because we have seen that when Arab citizens of Israel are disappointed with the leadership, they simply don't go to the polls. So um, all of these uh, parties suffer along with the so-called Israeli left in general. I think that uh, if there will be new elections, the Arabs will be very involved uh, because uh, if these elections will be in the coming months, they will want to secure uh, the money uh, that uh, uh, the funds that uh, Mansour Abbas succeeded in getting from the uh, Bennett's government to develop uh, uh, the Arab society. It's a lot of money, and uh, if there will be elections and they will not be in the game, they might lose this money. So I think that uh, they will join, they will go to the polls. I think that uh, um, they are uh, the Mansour Abbas party. Uh, has a chance, according to the polls, to stay in power, to uh, to go into the next Knesset if there are elections and uh, uh, also join any coalition. Uh, I think that uh, what uh, Ram succeeded in doing is uh, uh, giving motivation to the Arab uh, uh, citizens in Israel to, to participate uh, in any election uh, in the future, and, and also to prove that they can have results and achieve achievements. Now, the government uh, may not uh, expire shortly, but our program will in um, very few uh, minutes. So in two short paragraphs for each of you, Dov, um, if you uh, were uh, someone from the outside looking in, not involved as we Israelis are, uh, with all the details and perhaps even emotionally, let's say a Joe Biden looking uh, at the Israeli political scene, considering 
whether he should make any move, come up with any initiative, or just wait until this government runs its course? Especially at this point in time, I would say we have to wait. Um, you know, any move that was made towards the left, towards the right, will absolutely shake up the coalition and lead to its falling apart very quickly. And therefore, the only thing that a foreign government can do is to wait, to see, and not do anything to try to push the government towards one way or another, keep it in the center, and see how long it can last in this current manner. Reuven, same question. You're an Israeli advisor to foreign embassies. Um, they have uh, such positions here, especially the uh, U.S. embassy. They ask you as an insider what your recommendation is for their uh, masters back in Washington, in London, Berlin, or wherever. My first recommendation would be that I came to Israel when I was four years old in 1972, and I still have not figured out everything here. So don't think you can do your homework. Because, because you missed the first formative years. So don't think that you'll be able to figure out the Israelis, okay, and manipulate it the way you want. I think we have right now instability. There's no way we're going to promote anything serious as far as policy. It's just not going to happen. You have to stand back, watch as it unfolds, and probably wait for the next generation. Personally, I believe the next generation will be after the time of Netanyahu, with the establishment of a strong right-wing party, and maybe a figure from the right wing creating something like a unity government with a broader coalition. Yoni Ben Menachem, um, you've seen it all. You've seen prime ministers come and go, uh, sometimes uh, unexpectedly, like Ehud Olmert, uh, who uh, bolted from the 34th uh, position on his party list to uh, acting prime minister and then prime minister elected on his own. Um, we won't ask you to predict uh, what is going to happen next week or next month because that is very dangerous. But um, in the next couple of years, following Bennett or perhaps Bennett himself, who is going to be Israel's prime minister? This is a very uh, difficult question. I, I cannot answer uh, specifically because I don't know if the, uh, these players are going to stay in the political arena or there will be new will be new players. I think that uh, new players will join uh, if uh, Bennett uh, fails. Uh, I think that what is happening now, the challenge, the security challenge that we are facing as a result of the uh, terror attacks in Israel, I think it's a very important. Uh, a, 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 a test for the government, uh, for the current government, and uh, it will have an effect on the on its political uh, future. The way they will handle it, uh, will it develop to a, a large-scale confrontation in Gaza? Will be will the Israeli government will be able to stop the wave of terrorism? These are thank, all things that will affect the political uh, future. Thank you all, Yoni Ben Menachem, Dov Lipman and Reuven Ben Shalom, and we will be back with another edition of uh, Jerusalem Studio under the leadership of Jonathan Hessen. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us in another Jerusalem Studio podcast. For more content on Israel and its region, we invite you to visit our website at tv7israelnews.com and follow us on social media.